Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. I'm not so Swift Sam. The name <laughs> says it all. <laughs> and we're here on the Swift Talk today. Beautiful, little slightly hazy, sun's trying to fight through, seacoast Monday. And we are coming to grips with a post-Friday the 13th reality. Jason wasn't here. Well, not, not this Jason. <laughs> Jason is here. here. Jason is here. Jason's always here for Jason us. Jason Voorhees, a Taylor Swift album. Neither one uh, chased us down. Yeah. Well, yeah. She really, wow. I'm not mad. Okay. I'm one of the few that's not mad. I also spent eight. So for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, the fan base as um, calm, cool, collected, reasonable, and rational as we are not, um, really thought that we were going to get something, an album drop, a single, a something on Friday, May 13th. If you listen to the last episode, you will know that I said, I do not think I'm getting anything. Very true. My reasoning, thank God I was right, thank God I was ready for this, is why would she release an album when her boyfriend just released a new TV series. What's what's this TV series? Conversations with friends on Hulu. Joe Alwyn's in it. A big moment for him. Mm-hmm. Based off a book, Taylor really likes the book. It's on my list. Right. No, that, I mean, yeah. So it just didn't. Also, the Shake It Off lawsuit. Still in the. Yeah, and you know, you made the great point with. What if she chooses chaos? And somebody else on TikTok actually made the same point you did, so I got a big kick out of it. But, you know, that's a lot to navigate. And when the 13th, Friday the 13th theories first started, the Shake It Off lawsuit had been dropped. And now it's back. It's back again? It's Well, yeah, and it's not heard till October. So that's, I think, uh curveball that got thrown at her during the whole like easter egg dropping mm-hmm. and then she couldn't get the trademark for speak now so i think things outside of her control really stopped the 13th but you know what we did get what do we got new taylor swift merch awesome mm-hmm. for the people that like the merch i still haven't bought any what, what's new for the merch what's new in merch land i got a swifty sweatshirt in purple to go with my red one mm-hmm the matching shorts. What else did I get? I think a tumbler. Does Taylor Swift on it? Mm-hmm. The pool float was sold out. You don't have a pool. I know. <laughs> All right. I. Uh, we can't control the things that are out of our uh, uh, ability to control. Right. Taylor uh, took didn't just choose chaos and do something that she couldn't control. She controlled which situation she had. Taylor likes to be in control. And one of the things that when she says something, she stands by it. Uh-huh. I think one of those things she said was uh, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Is that correct? Well, yes, it, it is correct. And that's the song we're going to do? Yeah. So we're choosing to cho- this song today because of the dice. Let's do some ta- Kate, let's do some Taylor Swift songs. Are you ready to get into it? I'm going to get like a listen. We're going to digest it we're gonna talk about it let's yeah 
All right. Well, we're, we're going to forget about not getting pool floats. We're going to have a great day today. <laughs> I think I'm more upset about the pool float than not getting new. Because we just got new music. I'm good. <laughs> I think that actually annoyed me more. We're going to find you a pool float. We're going to listen to this <laughs> song. It's a purple find Taylor <laughs> Swift one. All right. <laughs> let's Let's inflate this song and then... <laughs> Well, and we're listening to the Red Taylor's version okay. of this song. Wait, the Red... So this is off the album Red, mm -hmm. that we did have the re-record. Yep. So we're listening to the Taylor's version. Okay, the Red... Sorry, that's what... I was like, there's a Red... Like, she's done this on multiple albums? Okay, the Taylor's version of this song mm -hmm. from the album Red. Yes. Thank you, kindly. Because you typically like the um, re-records better than the originals, so we're going to play to our strengths here. For those of you just tuning in, Sam is showing he's not very swift, but he's ready. Ready for We Are Never Ever, Ever Getting Back Together. Yeah. All right, we're going to hit pause. You hit pause, and we'll be right back. Well, Sam. Remember the first time uh, we were hanging out? We're probably in our friend's car, and you're like, they just released like the first re-release of Taylor Swift. And you played one of her songs, and I listened to it, and I was like, I can't tell you if this is how this is a re-release or uh, how it is any different than the original. No, but yes. Was this Love Story? The, the, I, I think it was Love Story, but I was like, I have no idea how it's different. I'm listening yes. to this, and I'm. it's been a while since I heard the original. Uh -huh. Is this like more of a subdued acoustic forward? Yeah. But, okay. I'm it's trying to not as like rattle in your brain. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I was, that I wasn't hallucinating that or like having a, uh, a misremembering it. Because I usually do play you a little bit of the original, but I didn't do that today. This, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I like this better than the original. Do we like the original? I I'm, I had no idea. I, mm, so does that's it, that's our question. Do, do I like the original better? I don't know. Do I like this better than the original? Let's talk. Let's talk about this song. This is a re-release version. Uh huh. The instrument, uh, the the composition has changed changed a bit. Yeah, because she's not working with Max Martin on the re-record. Right. So the electric drum, everything's a bit more subtle in the background. It's mm -hmm. more of that palm mute acoustic. Bop, 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 yeah. Bop, bop. Um, there's a difference in how she's singing it. Yeah. It's sardonic in some ways. Like that. It's almost like mocking. Like either mocking the original version and what she was doing at the time or just like the moment. I don't know, but like there's a, there's like a sarcastic quality in some of her. It's a little more tongue in cheek. It's a little less angsty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty tongue in cheek song, but yeah, so, I think, you know, the perspective when you're not in it anymore. Mm -hmm. Who is this originally about? Jake Gyllenhaal. I figured that. The Voldemort of uh, Taylor Swift fandom. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Mm, that's, I don't know if he's the Voldemort. I think that was the extent of my Harry Potter knowledge. So here's the deal. For those who don't know, Voldemort was a wizard who essentially <laughs> was trying to prolong his life. And what he decided was if you uh, create a horcrux, which takes a bit of your soul, if your body were to die, the other thing that has your soul can live on and you can put it into a new body. And he did like seven times. I feel like Kanye is more of the Voldemort than uh, oh, hot the take. I'm just going to say it. Oh. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. You know, okay. I'll give you that one. Point for or Sam. Maybe, mm, ooh, no, wait. Maybe it's the Kardashian. No, because they're fine. 
I don't think she cares about the Kardashians in okay, any way, yeah, shape, or form. It's, it's definitely Kanye. Kanye. Right. Yeah, you were right. So in this version, would you say that it's more, is it still about Jake or is it about the former ex that is a record company? Oh, Big Machine. That's a, that's a great question. So this song originally yeah. was written when she was in the studio getting ready to record Red. She's working with Max Martin and Shellback. And a friend of Jake Gyllenhaal's comes in and says, oh, so I hear you and Jake are back together. And Taylor's like, no, <laughs> nope, not happening. And he leaves and Max Martin's like, what's that all about? And she says something along the lines of, you know, that relationship where you break up, you get back together, you break up again, you get back together and it's just the worst. That's this. And then she goes, you know, we are never, ever getting back together. And they wrote the song from that. There is something, you're so panicked when you're like, the relationship is done, but you want to be back. And you're like fighting for it back, and they're fighting for it back, and it's awkward. And then you're back in it, and all it is is just weeks or months of you're in the back of the bus like it's um, The Graduate. And it's just quiet, and it's awkward, and you're like, I don't know what to do anymore. Let's just break <laughs> up again. Yeah. That. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Uh, okay, so sh did she and Jake break up a couple times and get back together? So many times. Okay. Uh, you know, like, uh, I remember the first time we broke up, the only time. Like, <laughs> like I remember the first time, because this person being like, oh, I hear you back together again. It would have been great if it was like, nope, it happened once, and it's been done forever. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> it would be nice. So this is Red Era re-recording yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, looking back with... She she's looking back at herself in this time, very Jake Gyllenhaal heavy time for her. Yeah, I mean this album really. Yeah, red was the red was the color. The um, she tried to squeeze the extra syllable into the so much the record store that record company that's so much cooler than mine. She changed Your it. Indie a little bit. record that's so much cooler than mine. She changed it, right? Or is that how she would always say it? That's how she always says it. Okay. So he used to be like, oh, well, this indie artist is a real artist. He'd belittle her music. I think that's why uh, Taylor Swift fans get triggered so quickly when people, like, especially men, belittle her music or, like, question her music. They rise up. Because you got Kanye, you got Jake, you got Damon Albin. Who, actually, did you? The Queen's University has now got a Taylor Swift PhD class. Say what? Yeah, they're um, exploring it. Taylor Swift and it's um, Taylor Swift's literary legacy. Queen's University. So, it's, so there's a whole course, mm -hmm. not just a class, but a whole course mm -hmm. on Taylor Swift. You can major in Swiftyisms. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't major in it, but you can take a full course. And now Queen's University is offering a deep dive into her literature. Her literacy. Her literacy. I can't get that word out. Her body of work, writing? Yeah, legacy. Legacy. Her, her, <laughs> her literal, literal legacy. <laughs> can't talk today. Um, yeah, you know, apparently, like, getting into the Shakespearean parts of Speak Now, the double, the movement of reputation, the character arcs that are in folklore. There's just so much to unpack. I do, mean, you, do you imagine if you were a college student's father or mother and they said, Honey, 
during the electives that I pay for, you took a Taylor Swift class over introduction to investments? Uh, Jason, as somebody I who, think I'm going to stop paying for your tuition, honey. You're going to have to be on your own now. As somebody who uh, was in school originally to be a pharmacy major in uh, a, a very expensive school and then was like, Mom and Dad, I want to do comedy and theater. Yes, I can totally imagine this. Definitely. Um, you know, education is infinite, graduation's eventual. I can see the argument of like, wouldn't it have been great to take something practical? But I mean, what, what's the purpose of a liberal degree and a liberal art besides exploring and broadening the horizons of the mind? I would never, ever, ever, ever pay for that. <laughs> I don't think I would have said anything until it was already paid for. Yeah. It's, love the sitter, hate the sin. <laughs> also hate the As course. For forgiveness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. You can get back <laughs> oh, no, no. to the. I don't think you're alone program. in that. I think if I had told my mother when I was in college that I was taking a deep dive into the songwriting of my favorite artist, she would be like, "And this does what for your future?" But now look where I am. What a base it would have been. What a base. When I originally went to college, uh, my parents came down to an open house, and you probably have read of all this already at one point somewhere in a book instant connections and uh my dad came to the open house and he said uh this is a jail for art kids <laughs> <laughs> and that hurt my soul but <laughs> it didn't uh discourage me any further i just kept on trucking my mother was concerned that i got a political science degree because the world has one too many waitresses with a political science degree <laughs> mm. <laughs> there might be two now <laughs> Uh, uh, there's been a, that meme going around lately of like, it's just a text meme, but it's like, is there a doctor on the plane? Hey, hon, why don't you, and the, for the past year I kept seeing like, it's either the, uh, hey, why don't you go use your improv skills real quick? Dad, no, 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 yes and this situation. And now it's become like the, hey, why don't you use your server skills, your bartender skills? I don't think it's going to help. Just tell them you're right behind them. <laughs> That'll help. Like, there's this, the weird in thing about okay, let, the weird thing about colleges, universities, education is that you can go with focused courses, or you can have something that's so out there. Like let's say Taylor, let's say uh, there's a made up school called the University of No Hope, and they have a course <laughs> in uh, making babies or germs or germs or germs. Yeah. Um, and now you're competing with the likes of the literary body and legacy of Taylor Swift, one one Taylor Allison Swift, or you know, um, never fret the the Jimi Hendrix experience as told through the neck of a guitar. Like you could have these courses that a professor has to pitch to a board. They have to approve. They have to come up with their syllabus. Do you, th this has to all just, this has to be a byproduct of the, how ingrained she is into tabloids, social norms, TikToks, that's yeah. why we're doing this, right? I mean, look at us. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. But Wait, I'm, is this episode forty? Yeah. Happy episode forty to us all. Wow. We gotta go get a glass of wine and celebrate with Mikey this week. You got it. Look, this the elective class. I'm. I wouldn't be against it if it was an elective at like Berkeley College of Music. 
But at a regular college where you need to learn things for your future, I would be against that type of subject. I get that. I mean, the NYU class is talking about her impact on the music industry from a business side. That makes sense to me. Like, the yeah. business of Taylor Swift is fascinating. Yes, if they're going to talk about uh, her, her, her whole battle with uh, the record company, and lawsuits, that is very interesting. And that is something that they could use in the future if they get into some kind of contractual issues. I mean, I've been waiting for a law school to pick up Taylor Swift and do a course on the legality of contract a contract law course. Mm -hmm. But also, I think... It would be fascinating to see if teachers for younger students were using this because to I'm not sure a high-level college course literature I could sell to my parents. But in high school when you're like, okay, well, you know, here's this person creating a character arc and taking it through different things and here's Taylor Swift. I think it shows you that writing is so important, whether it's a pop song for the radio or the great American novel. There's different ways to make an impact and a lasting impact and to show like the different songwriters who have woven stories throughout albums that you, you don't just have to write a novel. You could write, you could be musically inclined. You could write a play. It would be interesting to see how that kind of corresponds. I am way into what you are saying than the idea that that was in my head, which was just like the the critical analysis of these lyrics or this. Yes, how does it broaden beyond just what you hear and the written word? Like, how does it relate to theatrics? How does it relate to the poem structure? Of course, like that. Yeah. And then the effect, the effect on people, because we can literally watch the effect from these songs and the riots that go around when people your culture of the Swifties <laughs> and everyone getting together at a concert, sure. But the fact that it, it's TikToks now and like, why does it mean, like, why do we play this song for this brand of TikTok? Mm -hmm. Or what type of TikTok do we create using this song? Yeah. Because uh, apparently all of you, if you, there's this one song that plays, everyone's like, yep, I know this move or I know this comedy sketch we're going to do or I know this, it's all. The dance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The theme is there. Such an impact. What if the Beatles had a TikTok? Do you think that Beatlemania would have been more than just worldwide, or do you think that people would have got I, over them? I feel like the Beatles were kind of made for social media. Like, they really, like, would have threatened, because they were all different. They were all a little, like, quirky. Yeah, John Lennon could have taken his peaceful protests onto the, like, to the people directly. He, Ringo with his, like, I... I I don't know. I think it would it'd be fascinating to take some of those or even a um I don't know like if the Rolling Stones had it, like what would they be doing? If the Rolling Stones had it there would have been all these fights because uh it would have been like pre and post Keith Richards guitar. They would mm -hmm. have had like the the factions of, you know, which Rolling Stones was better. Kind yeah. of like when it's Van Halen, do you like Van Halen or do you like Van Hagar? Or like, what about Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> Jimmy Buffett every day would be like recipes and like, <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm torn over here. And okay, the, maybe this is what's intriguing to me now. 
before, and I, as I hit the microphone again, let me try to do that again. <laughs> this is what's interesting to me now. We now have these platforms to connect everyone socially about these different topics. Yeah. Similar to what Queens University and NYU is doing. Like you're unifying everyone in the dis- this discussion, let's, but let's move beyond just talking about let's, how does it relate? How, do, how can we learn from it? We have all these bands that were the word of mouth bands. They were everyone's dad had this record or their friend had this record or you're sneaking over someone's house to listen to this or like the radio before used to be like it was way more personal in the connection and now it's it's there because it's so easy it's on your phone but you are connecting personally and it's gone further and further than anybody else had Uh up until this taylor swift era but she's still riding that wave yeah. Where I feel like other people, like we've seen people burn out on it real quick or get exposed real quick, or now we're seeing people like it's reinventing themselves and it's prolonging their life. It's weird to think of like if we had this type of connection, a an era of re-releases, an era of uh, TikTok that was set in the 90s or the 80s, how it would have destroyed or rebirthed like bands I, I yeah i think it's a very fine line like you're dancing on a pin some of these artists because you have they're putting so much out there you have to control what you put out there how much you put out there what you want to give fans access to how you protect your privacy and the little bit of a private life that you get to have uh and where do you how do you draw that line where do you draw that line when is it too much where people think that you're their best friend and they can let themselves into your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, or when is it that like it starts to really create God, uh, bigger God complexes in these artists? There was a question that had popped in my head that I was going to ask and I, I've, I've answered it, but I'm going to, I'm just going to say it out loud. It seemed to me like a, as I say it, like it was going to be like a not question, like a, a t- trying to hit her in the shins and I uh-huh. wasn't trying to okay. I'm like, you know, Speaking of the Rolling Stones, like they have all these great stories about, like you know, like uh, "Give Me Shelter" and the Scream and like Mick Jagger's reaction. Like, does Taylor Swift have these types of stories? We just established that she does. Like the whole creation of this song was someone came into the studio and said, "Hey, I hear you're back with Jake Gyllenhaal." It, like, there, there are. It's easy for me to discredit Taylor based upon my own gut reactions and strong feelings being like, this is just isn't for me. I'm not getting it. Yeah. But the stories there are what I get invested in. Uh-huh. I like that, but I don't even go looking for the stories. <laughs> I don't, it's like, <laughs> well, um, who does though? Unless you're like already invested in the artist, you don't really go looking. I mean, a Rhodes scholar might once they start teaching about Taylor Swift. Well, and then you teach a whole generation about Easter eggs and call them literary devices. How did she do last night in the Billboard Awards? She did great. She won a bunch of country, country. awards. Red won a bunch of country oh, awards. Okay. So the Red album original. She, she's like Jethro Tull. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are worse people to be compared to. Michael Che had made this joke uh, last week about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's like, you know, the uh, Michael Che is a SNL. It said like, you know, the winner, the inductees were Eminem and he these people, which which just bases the question: What even is rock and roll? Because it's all the, we have rappers and 
jazz flutists and all these Dolly people. Parton. Dolly Parton. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What even is rock and roll anymore? I, I'm wondering, like, like, what year did they come up with the idea that we need to include people that are outside of just rock and roll? I don't know what year it was, but I'd be curious as to why they went this way and be all encompassing. It yeah, all encompassing and yet there's still things that are a hard arm's length away. I mean, they've left certain people, certain bands off of the list for many years. I mean, other bands had to like petition. Petition the, the you know the, the crowd when they get up there they're like I'd like to see so and so get in here I mean don't you guys agree you know it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they are rock and roll and and you know crickets right <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Dolly Parton who's like why exactly me uh I'm good no thank you and then they I, something happened because she was like sure fine put me in there okay. Dolly does what Dolly wants. I mean, they should just change it to the Music Hall of Fame or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, and then do with it what you will. Yeah, because then you, then it, no one has any question, whether it's Eminem, whether it's Metallica, whether it's, you know, whoever. Oh, Taylor Dolly, Swift. Taylor Swift. You know, it could be a mix of all of those genres, and that's fine. And that's when you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I did uh, in 2016, um, they have displays of everyone's stuff, so it isn't all rock and roll memorabilia in there. It's it's every genre of music memorabilia, yeah, and that's it's cool to see that. You see the Beatles drum set, see Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix's lyrics and jumpsuits. You know, Buddy Guy's guitar, and then you'll see maybe I don't know. I didn't see anything by Taylor Swift because I wasn't looking for it, but um, but you see all that stuff, and it is cool. Um, but maybe they just need to have a rebranding of their name. Yeah. And then it would be fine. Well, it would make a lot more sense. It would make a lot more sex, sense in title <laughs> presentation alone, definitely. Does it make more sense? Does it make sense that maybe I like the original version of this better? That's okay. I... It's something I can't quite put my finger on it. It's a little bit lighter, a little bit beboppier. But it's definitely yeah. It's not that angsty, riled up energy. It's it's definitely just that she's a bit more. It's subdued and bitey, but it's yeah. Like mm, I don't know. I don't know why I don't like. Love it. Yeah. That's okay. I only like the chorus. But I've never, ever, ever, ever heard either one of them, so. <laughs> I just laugh because it was her first single off Red. Mm-hmm. And they put it out to the adult contemporary radio. And we're like, all right. And then it went to pop radio. And then it went to country radio. Yeah, now it's on a country. <laughs> and now it's winning. <laughs> and now she wins, like, Best New Metal Artist Award. Oh, that'd be great. Taylor goes metal. I'm here for it. Now, the day that that happens, I will gladly listen and attend a show. But you heard it here, guys. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some like death metal, like ghost or some band out there that's covering Taylor Swift right now. It's like, or she's even, or she has a 
another band that she hasn't said that she's doing. And it's, that's the big Easter egg. And then next that's thing you karma. know, next thing you know, she's going to be wearing a wig with some goth makeup and saying, Hey, I, I've been working on the side project for the last year and everyone blow their heads blow off. Yeah. The, that's, this is what I want to see. This is the Kool-Aid I want to drink is that there is an alternate tailor. Like, uh, what's, um, Tim, not Tim McGraw, Garth Hudson. Oh, for, um, Garth Brooks is uh, Garth Chris, Brooks, yeah, um, yeah. 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 Like the, the alter ego, the wearing makeup or a mask or doing something. I want to see this crazy band that she has. She's like a slipknot. Well, it's funny that you guys bring this up because there are theories. Okay. It, is it as cool as our like dream band of like these are the people that like a, a hard rock and girl band with Taylor Swift in it? Well, so it's funny you mentioned Swiftknot. Swift Slipknot. <laughs> Sp- Swiftknot. We named her new album <laughs> Slipknot because when you buy Taylor Swift merchandise, the little like icon on your PayPal mm-hmm. shows up as Slipknot. Look, I'll show you. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Please don't judge the frequency which I buy merch from Taylor. We gotta ask Sully or Scully what's going on. You paid. Da, da, da. Oh, here I'm gonna cover the amount. Oh, it says it anyway. That's strange. <laughs> so it's Universal Music Group, but it's the Slipknot is the cover. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I, what I is going on? And then you guys brought it up today, and I was like, "Wow!" Taylor has something's in the air. Go fund me for Slipknot. <laughs> you didn't know I was buying Taylor Swift merch this weekend. maybe that's why you didn't get the taylor swift inflatable pool toy that's why i didn't get the float (laughs) slipped right out of my hands (laughs) i should have been a little swifter on that one all right so there are things that are out of our control (laughs) why red is being played on country radio and winning country awards why all these schools are teaching Taylor. <laughs> it's the new, new math. Why you never guys can stay on topic. Yeah, well, there's so many things out of our control. That is why agents of chaos exist. Maybe that's why we roll the dice, because we can't control what the numbers say, but we can push play when it happens. Devils roll their roll the dice. Dev- Angels roll their eyes. And Slipknot gets the prize. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, apparently I am buying up a lot of Slipknot <laughs> merch. That'll be interesting to see what comes in the mail in six to fifteen months. <laughs> All right, do, do we want to we want to call it here? Is there anything else we want to touch base on? I mean, I'm not sure how you top that. <laughs> Is Taylor secretly in Slipknot, and how have we not known for years? I mean, you you were saying maybe she's got like a secret side project, <laughs> and I was like, well, I have an Easter egg. All right. Um, <laughs> This is, it's been fun listening to another Red re-release. I can't wait to get away from Red re-release. Rolling the dice. Let's figure out which album we can do now. Album number six, please. Ooh, Reputation. All right. Have we had a re-reputation yet? We can't re-release Reputation yet because there hasn't been enough time gone by since she dropped it. I think at the end of the year. Okay. All right. Reputation. Song. Number 
nine. Oh, you know this one. It's not Shake It Off. Don't, don't. It's not Shake It Off. Yep. That's the wrong album. Getaway Car. Diving in a getaway car. I got a ticket anywhere. Um, yeah. Close. Partial but, partial credit. Oh, uh, we'll get there. She doesn't have a ticket anywhere, but she might leave you in a hotel bar. Ooh. Hotel bar. Well, I hope that you made a reservation for the hotel bar next week, everyone. Because <laughs> Especially gonna, if it's a rooftop. It is a primetime rooftop summer hotel night. And you better make sure you download that reservation right now. And the <laughs> reservation is that to the next episode of the Swift Talk. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not so swift. I'm going to let the swift one, Kate, eloquently sign us off. All I know is... We're going to slip out of (laughs) here. How is that not funny? You know what? Who would have thought... You guys... You guys... We came for the tailor. We stayed for the slipknot. (laughs) Who would have thought? If you would like to really support the the Swift Talk, please listen to Slipknot. Just, you know. Or, you know, follow us on the socials. Leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And tell all of your friends to listen. <laughs> all your little Swifty friends. And if you are local to the Portsmouth area, mark your calendar for June 6th, our big dance party. June 6th, Portsmouth Go. I am in charge of dropping balloons, and I don't know what else, and I don't know if there's anything else I could handle outside of that. Or is it, am I going to be at the disco? Can I be the disco ball? The mirror ball? Yes. Well, I mean, you do get to dress as your ta- favorite tailor. Did she ever dress up like a mirror ball? She sure did. All right, baby, I'm going to be a mirror ball. I'm going to be wearing my slipknot mask. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, maybe this is your out. Maybe this is how you can be amongst the people is by going to Slipknot concerts. Who says she hasn't? Maybe she has. Maybe. These are the Easter eggs we should be talking about. These are the Easter eggs. I mean, we just got one. I finally found an Easter egg that got your attention. At least they're not Easter eggs. (laughs) Oh, Taylor. Oh. Oh, I might need a little bit more time in the oven. (laughs) All right, so. Get a good rise out of me, though. I like it. Bread jokes brought to you by the Swift Talk. Lots of them today. (laughs) So we're going to be back here next week with the getaway car. Uh, I've I've lost it. (laughs) Tune in next week when we bring you Swift Talk episode 41 with the original version of Getaway Car by Taylor Swift off of Reputation. For Kate. The wonderful Kate. I'm not so swift, Sam. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>